Yeah. This is pretty new, right? This podcast? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 We're still we're still getting there. You should yeah. see our first four Five. episodes. These tables yeah. too are like a makeshift. Yeah. That's how you do it. Gotta get it started, you know? It's fine. It's fine. Looks great. Can you everything? How was the drive? I assume you guys rode together. It was no. It was good. He's an alpine. The uh, um, yeah, it wasn't bad. Here. I yeah. walked. <laughs> yes, I definitely walked. Well, for some reason, the the maps took us to a different building. It took us to two thousand north, not two thousand oh, west. Man. Oh, you're yeah. right. You're right. <laughs> That's I've my done, bad. I've done that. Yeah, I've also done that. Also plugged in twenty one hundred and sent it to people. Cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Actually, at all my time working at Young Living, I was on the street for years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. We had like four buildings until we built that one. So it's always weird coming. It's, I always end up back up here. That's I'm, that's I'm so what it seems like for me. Hey, so I'm happy proud of for you. you too, Seriously, <laughs> you were new skin. Is that what it yeah. was? Yeah. Yeah. It's like you know. We were just talking about this yesterday, how incestuous the industry is. Yeah. And people end up just bouncing from one company and then coming back to their original company, going out. And you go up, you level up every time, and it's just, you get stuck. Yeah. And like, yeah. You know everybody, you know all the same people. Yeah. Honestly, software engineering is like that. (laughs) You're just stuck there. Software engineering is the same way. It's either plural side over, it's all the same ones that they bounce back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. And since we're all up here anyway. You know, yeah, you end up yeah. having lunch with the same dudes. I was you down know. at Vivint over here. I was at Plural Side over there. So yeah, same thing. This was my every day for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Vivint's probably the biggest one out here. Yeah, it's yeah. Like that everybody yeah. works for at least once. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. At least once. Yeah, yeah. I, I worked for them when they were Apex. Yeah. So oh, did my brother. Yeah. I knocked yeah. doors for them way back. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I did. <laughs> when it was when it was Apex. Yeah. Oh, see, we're old. I remember when they changed their name. My brother worked there when it was Apex too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's too many complaints. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. Let's 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 get all fed and stuff. Um, In the meantime, I guess we'll say that the I'm all hungry. Boil ourselves up. We got got some. We got some. Yeah. I gotta be careful because, like, dude, I I like pee. (laughs) <laughs> we can pause. I drink and, and I sit. We I, can like, pause constantly. So do you just water fast on like long drives? I you know, I I I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> and if I have like a like a long way. meeting, I won't I won't drink beforehand. Yeah, you yeah. know. No, I get that way. So, that sounds that sounds rough because whenever whenever my wife and I go on like long drives, I have to have something I can drink. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can, but then you're, you know, you're stopping. Yeah. Well, guys, welcome to the show. Um, just for people listening, uh, we're here with the guys from Soon. This is Mike and Aaron. I'm Dallin. We're also here with Dimitri. Going to be asking some questions. Um, he's part of the nerd ecosystem, so we'll get into that. Um, in fact, let's just start there. Um, I'm sure you've been seeing nerd this last little bit. I'm, I've been talking about them to you a lot. Um, <laughs> So really what we're doing, we've, we've got a lot of goals for, for nerd. Um, but one of those goals is that we are trying to get, uh, we're, we're helping other brands that have blockchain centered goals to build, not just like the, the blockchain solutions, but pretty much their whole tech stack. So we're building the front end apps. We're, we're managing their data. We're helping, you know, with all of that. So we have, 
right now about a dozen brands that we're working with. There's there are a few that are pretty far in. There are a few that are just brand new. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's been a really cool time. Uh, one of those brands is a brand called Elevate, and that's where Dimitri is, um, and that's why that's why he's here to help me hang out with you guys. I, I figure he's got better questions than I do. So. Awesome. Hardly, hardly. <laughs> you, know, you guys are going to be far more experts than Donner, myself are, but we're excited to be here with you guys and excited to talk about things that we're very passionate about. And really what it comes down to is I think we're all trying to achieve the same mission here, which is lower the spirit entry and mm -hmm. we're approaching it from yeah. different standpoints yeah. and trying to solve kind of a different target market yeah. by doing yeah. that too. So yeah, we're just yeah. really excited to have you guys here and, and also, I mean, you guys have gone a long way and, we we are we have this beautiful like building, but you guys have been bootstrapping it from the beginning, right? You guys have been <laughs> oh, doing the Y Combinator route, and I see you guys are now on Republic and some crowdfunding going on. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, no, things are things are going really well. Um, by the way, thank you for bringing us on here. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, Absolutely. We're fans of Nerd. We've been fans <laughs> cool. of Nerd for a while. So yeah. Yeah, but we're in a different a different world. We're still working out of our uh, home offices right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, probably plan to do so as long as we, this is one of the things that um, Y Combinator really pummeled into our brains, which is, you know, just be as, as lean as you can for as long as you possibly can. Mm. And when everybody else is going out and, you know, um, spending a lot of money, be the ones who are, you know, super, super lean. And so we've, we tried to embed that into our culture and spend as little as possible um, and move towards, you know, profitability and those things as fast as possible. So. Yeah, we're very much in that startup phase right now. How long has this startup phase been going for you guys? <laughs> Oof, it's it's too been long. going for for quite a while. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you really long. think about like the ideation phase, it's been it's been years. But 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 even when we finally formalized, I think it's been what three or so years. We started reaching out, really trying to get investment, solidifying on the idea. And even then, we've pivoted so many times that it doesn't look like anything near what it was at the beginning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I mean, that's that usually is how the process goes for a successful product. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this this yeah. isn't it. Let's yep. keep going. Yeah. 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 How many? Yeah. Uh, how big are you guys? How many employees? Uh, so it's uh, myself and Aaron. We've got uh, a VP of of analytics. We've got uh, two engineers that we work with, uh, a marketing agency that we work with with a few guys. So it's fairly small. We ke we've kept it very lean. Yeah, that's awesome. And within your roles, do you guys specialize in anything in particular? Um, More product, you know, yeah, yeah. There related. is some there's some uh, specialization. I've got a software engineering background, gotcha. and so I do a lot of that. I'm also a, a product background, so I focus on that. But we're co CEOs, so we we gotcha. wear all of the hats <laughs> all yeah. the time. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. I, I'm more I'm more focused on the marketing side and, and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, but I browsed your TikTok. Those are some good videos. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Great. Maybe maybe more people will think so and actually watch them. Yeah, you, good, you have some good views on that. Yeah, like, I, I would be proud of it. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I'll show you how I do it someday. <laughs> no, we try to have we try to have fun as much as we can. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's awesome. Um, so we had some questions that we sent you guys before, and you were kind enough to get some answers. And I realized that I'm now asking you to re-answer these questions, but um, just for you know, so it's in your mind. Um, what what inspired you guys to actually do this? How did you like you talked about the original ideation, but what was the actual inspiration that got you here? Yeah, um, you want me to talk about? It? <laughs> yeah, go, go right ahead. Um, I mean, I mean, so many different things, so many different ways we can answer that because 
I mean, just from a perspective of why are we starting a business? Because I don't care what you're doing. It is hard. It is so hard to to start a business and from the scratch from scratch and try to build it um to to get get something that actually works and then convince investors um i think for me you know uh growing up as a kid my my family always had kind of a my dad was always trying different things and throwing different like, small businesses at us and so we we even would have us like go door to door and sell like little knickknacks and things like, <laughs> we go to fairs and like have a little booth and sell and so I kind of got this feeling of like, you know, I, I want to do something that, that works for me. I want something that builds income for me and I want to own it. You know, I, I want to, um, it's kind of like, you know, I think of, I think of a business kind of like a, like a vineyard almost. Right. And you have people who go out and pick off the apples, but then the guy who owns the vineyard, you know, we, we get to take a few that kind of fall off the tree and, you know, but the guy, the harvest goes to the man who owns the vineyard. And I always felt like, in my jobs, as I was developing in my career, I, I didn't want to just have a few of the apples that fell off the tree. I wanted the harvest because I, you know, I'm working so hard, yeah. you know, and so I want, I want more of that to come back to me. And so, because with, with that, you can do so much, so many things you can, you can create a, a better situation for your family. You can create more stability for yourself, but then you can also take that value and go and spread it out in the world. And, and, um, you know, multiply it and help other people. So I think for me, there was always this desire to be an entrepreneur and build something. Um, and, you know, Mike and I both, like we were both into crypto really early, um, or at least I think early for most people. I, I, I bought one of those first butterfly miners back in 2013. Wow. And, <laughs> nice. um, but I was like, I was well brand new married. I know, right? I, I, like, I, I thought I was smart, but we were just brand new married. Um, and we had just had a baby and we were broke and the computer that I had connected to it, I was getting like two Bitcoin a week and the computer I had connected to it. <laughs> Can you imagine? Broke. Perspective. Yeah, perspective. Yeah. Perspective yeah I, I didn't think it was much, I was like, eh, whatever. I mean, it, at the time it was worth like 20 bucks or yeah. I don't know. And so, and so I was like, oh, this is cool. And I was just going to have them build up and then the computer broke and I'm like, oh, I can't afford a new computer. So I just walked away from it. You know, um, but, you know, so Mike and I. still a wallet somewhere. That, uh, <laughs> sounds like we need to prioritize <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, I need to go see if I can find that hard drive and, like, see if there's something on there. But um, but I think Mike and I have always been pretty passionate about the underlying principles and, and, and the, the, the guiding, you know, um, the guiding vision behind what's what was behind blockchain and Bitcoin. And, and then also just finance in general. I think mm -hmm. we kind of had a passion for that. But I think it really kind of, for us, it really started to solidify, you know, you get into your career, you start making a little bit more money and you start thinking, I should probably do something with this money, but maybe you don't have the experience, right? And so I think for us, it was, we, we kind of wanted to find a way to, um, to build something that, that would serve people like us because we didn't know what to invest in or how to invest. Um, so something that was a little bit easier and automated, right? Um, but we also were inspired a lot by uh, a book we came across um, by a guy named Nassim Taleb. Maybe you could speak to that a little bit. Yeah. So uh, uh, as we were kind of getting into looking into different options for, for investing, um, one book that stood out was, was Anti-Fragile. And the reason that that one stood out is because we were trying a, a handful of different strategies. I put some money into Robinhood, lost basically all of it. 
put some money into a handful of other things, lost basically all of it. And so I was, I, I'm a developer. And so I look for like the, the fastest, laziest way to do anything that I possibly can. <laughs> and so I started, started looking into some potential options for like, oh, how can I automate this process? What, what are the best practices? And that's where that book kind of came out. You start looking into that. And in that book, it says, look, you, if you try to predict the market, you'll fail because the market is unpredictable by nature. And there's there are patterns that you can there there are patterns that you can see, but there's no guarantee it's always going to follow that exact same pattern. And so I even I even put together a handful of like predictive algorithms uh, and and tested them out, and they performed well well enough to th to to get me excited. And then like the next time I would run it, it would lose all of its money because of something like that. And were these like little models you were building on your own banking data? Yeah, yeah, it was models building on my own transaction data yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, and so. Uh, we one of the reasons that we um, really got into this, um, and the the reason that we got so passionate about it, is because we 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 had some discretionary money ourselves, as Aaron was saying. We we were in our careers, and we wanted to try and vet and invest it. And I also saw a lot of people around me, and uh, cryptocurrency was one of those things that that like had this tendency to divide. Um, that group of friends that I had in half. Some people just got it and dove into like the, the technical aspect and were able to, to see, okay, I get this. They started their miners and they started all of those different things and understood how the blockchain works and all of the things you could use it for. And then there was other, the other group and they're like, hey, I see everybody getting into this. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. How do I get into this? And the further they would get, it, they would get in, the more confused they would get. And so not only did we did we learn through anti-fragile that there is a there's a better way to to approach this but we also learned that it needs to be approached. We need to have some way to to unify those two separate groups, the people who just understand the technical aspects and the people who don't but still want to benefit from it. Yeah. And I think, you know, just to to build on that a little bit, one of the, you know, as we were as Mike was building out these models, one thing that when we were when we were reading that book um, he talks about how um, there are some things that get stronger with more pressure, you know, or more randomness and, and chaos. And so he talks about like your immune system, right? You know, the more you pound it, the stronger it gets, or your muscles, the more you shred them. Talks about the hydra, you cut off one head and it grows two, right? And so we're looking at crypto and we're like, man, talk about chaos and randomness. Look at the, the, <laughs> the price action on on those assets. It's, it's the most volatile thing on earth, right? Yeah. That has significant um, volume and, and, and traction and people involved. And, um, and, and if you look at, it's something like 80% of Americans who've never invested in crypto, yeah, right? right? The vast majority. Yeah, right. And there's two major reasons why they aren't. The first is volatile, right? Which is scary, right? Mm -hmm. It's, 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 it's also stressful, right? Mm -hmm. And the second, it's complicated. Yep. It's really technical and it takes a lot of time to figure it out. And, um, and, and so as we kind of were thinking of like, and building, you know, along these lines of like the anti-fragile concepts, and they just started to kind of come together, we realized there may be a way to take advantage of the volatility and find opportunity within it. Yeah. And, and at the same time, create a simpler model to invest that requires less effort, less, less experience, um, and, and less emotional, um, investment. Yeah. And that kind of, Going down that path and coming from our from ourselves of what we needed, we also wanted something that was easy, but also that didn't cause us to 
you know, one of the things volatility tends to do to humans is make us stupid, <laughs> right? Because there's fear, there's FOMO, there's panic, emotion, FUD. Yeah, there's greed, right? Yeah. And so we tend to like, it's doing this. And so, and so instead of, instead of it being a, a logical, you know, movement of, of things, it turns into an emotional roller coaster. Always. And, and mm -hmm. so we, we were, we're building from that perspective and, and trying to find ways to, to um, help from a human perspective to um, avoid those traps, but also to make things a lot, a lot easier. So did soon start out with simply just this idea of given this volatility, we feel like dollar cost averaging is the best strategy. Or Mike, did you say, I yeah. have all these models, let me deploy them across all these people yeah. and see what wins? No, so uh, dollar cost averaging actually wasn't there in the beginning. It was it was the other side. So one of the things that, so, yeah. gotcha. yes, I one of the know. things that we really wanted to be able to do is um, essentially create some level of randomness like simulated or, or, or not some level of randomness that would check with, check investment positions that, yeah. that you hold in your model. And if it's above a certain threshold, if it's ripe, for example, yeah. then liquidate it. Correct. And so that was, that was the idea. And I, we couldn't find anything else out there that did that. And so we started thinking of some ideas on how we could create the randomness. Mm -hmm. We also didn't want to get into like a he heavy regulatory scope. And so one of the things that we realized is that one one thing that's fairly consistent among users, but isn't necessarily, I mean, among people, but isn't necessarily um, tied to the market movements is people's spending activity. Yeah. And so that's kind of where the, the, the idea was born. Like, what if we created a platform that allowed you to invest in something and, and potentially diversify it? That's, this is where the, the, the idea was kind of germinating from a seed. But, but really, what if we tie this, their spending activity to it? and have that trigger checking their investments to see if it's up. And where did the signal of spending activity become? What's the story behind that? Yeah, that's so- That's very interesting to me out of all the things that it could be. Yeah. Spending activity. So there are a few things that are important with yeah. the randomness. You need to pick a random time, mm -hmm. that's, that's important. And you also need to pick a random amount. That's mm -hmm. probably just as important. Because if you, if you end up liquidating the entire position, there's a possibility that you'll end up liquidating too quickly. But if you if you pick a random amount that's not necessarily a high amount, and people tend tend to spend in between ten dollars and thirty dollars on average. Obviously, there are bigger spending activities, but but that's the average in between. Um, if you do that, then what you what you end up doing is taking taking it when it's ripe, and then allowing the rest of the position to mature. And so that randomness kind of guides it. And so we just we tried to think what. What kind of randomness would give us that? What's going to give us random times, random quantities, how like during throughout the day, and then also random totals? And that's how we landed on spending activity. Yeah, yeah, and 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 oh, sorry. So, so one of the things that that Taleb kind of speaks to is randomness, but also non-prediction, right? Um, the, the the systems that tend to be anti-fragile, um, or that tend to exhibit those types of behaviors. Um, so basically, performing better or getting stronger the more volatility, they're not trying to predict the future, and they're just responding very quickly to random events. And um, spending allows us to have a non-emotional, disconnected, uncorrelated, uncorrelated, exactly. random event in time that is not predictive, yeah. right? And so, and so we kind of, like Mike, Mike said, um, we kind of started with um, the the other side of it. How do we figure out when to sell, 
right? Which can often be the more emotional and difficult part for consumers um, and retail investors. Like, so it'd be like take profit. Yeah, kind of thing, exactly. That idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's one thing to take your money, your hard-earned money, and and that's that uh, you have an emotional connection to, and and throw it in the markets. It's another thing when it's in there, right? Yeah. And you're now watching it do all this stuff, yep. and that's when you get soaked in or and sucked an, in. And another thing to trust a third party yeah. to say, yes. "I will let you press that button to say sell." Exactly. Yep. So, so we we kind of came at it from figuring out, and this is part of our evolution, right? Because we now are a much more holistic um, investing platform where we're, we're working on automation across every aspect of it. We can kind of move into that. Um, but I think, you know, we, we wanted a way that you could sell your, your positions um, without really knowing you're doing it and get notified after the fact. And that's how our, our, our product works right now. You, you'll get a notification after you um, leave the store or wherever it is. And, um, and, and, and you find out that you exited some assets when you were, when you were um, going. Now, that's kind of where it started. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we eventually realized, well, really quickly as we were running our models, we, it, our algorithm performs a lot better if we are taking a lot of different positions over time and spreading it out over time. Because what it creates is a lot more randomness, right? Again, it feeds into that kind of the anti-fragile mentality. Um, we wanted to generate a lot of randomness. So by by taking um, your investments and instead of dropping them all at one point in time, you're spreading them out over a month. Let's say that you're doing $300, okay? We we spread that over 30 days. Oh, okay? so you take my deposit and you, you drip it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So gotcha. the whole, the whole reason behind that is- so it, dollar cost average in- Yes. yes. It's kind of like yes. dollar cost averaging in and then also kind of dollar, dollar cost, cost averaging, averaging out. out. Yep. Yes. That's and interesting. Yeah. So it all comes from the place of, of option, the beauty of optionality, really. And this is something that Y Combinator drilled into our heads outside of our specific uh, implementation. But just in general, the more options you have from a business perspective, the more options that you, that you create for yourself as an individual. Even Anti-Fragile talked about the fact that the more options that something has, the more resilient it's going to be to, to failure. And so we started to realize that by having, let's say, let's say hundreds of different positions a month, as opposed to just like mm-hmm. five, let's say you invest in five different assets, having only five different positions a month, that that gives you so many more options to capture good price points and so many more options to be able to liquidate. So say, say you do invest $300 in five different assets. Over 30 days, that's 150 different positions. Whereas if you hadn't done dollar cost averaging, that only would have been five different positions. And so 100 and different, 150 different price points. And, and cryptocurrency is wild. It moves like crazy. And so every single day, you're going to get a different price point. And you're going to have another option with a different prob- probability of, of realizing that gain. Yeah. So we're, we're essentially um, plotting out a diff- bunch of different positions over time. And our algorithm is tracking each, in, in, each individual position. We treat it like it's its own node. Like, so it's like, we, we don't care necessarily. Like, like, here's all your Bitcoin or here's all your Ethereum. We may present that in the, in the, the user experience to some extent, but the, the algorithm itself doesn't really care. It, it, what, it mattered, what it cares about it's is- Cost basis. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Time, what, how time. much was purchased and what was the price in that yeah. position? Yes. And, and then we're tracking each one. I mean, you couldn't do that if you were, even a day trader would struggle to, to no, manage 150 positions per month that we're adding you know, on top of each other. 
And so we're, we're really creating a ton of automation for the consumer on both the buying and the selling side. Yeah. Um, we also automate transfers. So we're moving money out of your bank account according to your schedule. Yeah. And, then, and then what we can do is we can set it up for you to kind of decide, do you want short-term liquidity or do you want to do kind of more long-term? So um, we can batch up all the earnings that you took through the week. Um, uh, and and we, can sell those, we can send those back to your bank account weekly. Or oh. you can have them reinvested. So, and you can even decide what percentage you want. So you could say like, hey, 30, 30%, I want to be just reinvest my earnings back in. Yeah. 70%, I want coming back to my bank account weekly. Right? Oh. So and you can, whatever you want, you can set that up. And for the reinvestment time horizon and the liquidity, how does, does that also work in conjunction with the selling of the crypto for gains if I were to make a transaction? Is that a feature that's always on? Or is that something you toggle on and off for users? You can toggle it on and off. So for example, if you if you have that toggled on, you can set your percentage to let's say 30, 50, whatever percent that you want. And then as soon as it sells, it basically falls back into the dollar cost averaging bucket and then drip invests over time. Yeah. Gotcha. And then kind of, I, I guess, you know, we're kind of moving through our product here, um, <laughs> which is not a bad thing, right? <laughs> it's kind of over here. Um, so we, we also provide multiple options for um, uh, triggering the sale of your gains. So you can use your spending and you can add in multiple bank accounts. So you can add in all, all of your credit cards, your debit cards. So you're getting your credit card rewards over here. Well, on top of that, we can, we can also reimburse some of that to a certain extent with your gains, your investment gains, right? We're also selling gains. Like the, our algorithm, when, it, when we get notified of some type of trigger, say you spend and buy a, uh, a sandwich somewhere, um, say it's five bucks, we will, we will take all of your positions and we rank order them. So we sell your highest performing gains first. Right. We may even sell multiple <clears throat> positions at a time and, and up to $5. So you spend $5, we'll sell up to $5, right? Um, but we also have other options for um, triggering the sale of your gains. Um, we've got some integrations with OpenAI um, and you can also manually um, set up your own configuration however you want mm -hmm. um, different thresholds and things to kind of manage it yourself um, so we, we've built in a lot of um, a lot of features and, and functionality there but but the other big thing that we we automate that that really is is huge and our customers love is taxes right that's the second biggest part of this equation is yeah I experience a constant selling of, of any yes. investment vehicle creates taxable burdens and most people don't want to have to deal with those burdens. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, obviously it gets expensive and especially because yeah. it's complex. It gets yeah. really yes. complicated. That's, especially that's one thing. Small positions, which was, yes. was micro positions <laughs> that we're taking, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can, I could imagine that at the end of the year, if you have hundreds or even thousands of different positions that you need to, that you need to report on, it can get <laughs> difficult yes. to figure out how much you need to, uh, to pay and whatnot. So that's, that's actually something that we do as well. So we, we will track all of that for you because we track all the positions, all the cost bases, mm -hmm. and also because we track when it was liquidated, we have all that information. But in addition to that, we can also set something up called a tax stash. And so the way the tax stash works, whenever you take a gain, whenever you realize a gain, it can set aside a portion of that gain in a tax stash that just sits there until, until tax season comes yeah. around 
They can use that to, to cover your expenses. You can set that up to 25%. You can set it up to 10% if you want. You can even set it up. One, one of the things that we're working on implementing right now is, is tax loss harvesting. Yeah. So now that you have this wealth of, of right. money in your tax stash, let's say, let's say you go through uh, several months, you, ha you have a few hundred dollars or so in your tax stash. And now, now you have some positions that, that, aren't, that aren't really profitable for you. They're at a loss. You can sell those and take a, take a discount on your taxes and then reimburse yourself with that tax stash. Tax stash. And so it lightens the, the burden of those losses. Yeah, it's like a dynamic account that we can move money in and then unlock once you've taken some losses, which we also are building automation around when yeah. you should take losses and how. Um, and so I really like the, the goal is it, you don't have to know anything. You don't have to have any yeah. experience. You don't have to do any research. There's no emotional roller coaster. There's no stress. You decide how much you want to invest, and we take care of the Everything entire else. process. It's exactly. It's, so I have a financial advisor, and this is so much more than what you would get just out of financial <laughs> advisor because there's so many more things. Because obviously, he can handle my investing and tax loss harvesting, etc. There's not. He's not looking to say, "Oh, we have some gains that we can now use to cover some daily expenses yeah. that you're incurring," which yeah. I think is quite incredible. And and what we're investing in isn't nearly as volatile as we get from this. Uh, I would love to ask a little more about the assets on your platform. Is, are, and what are the users investing in? Do they want more volatile assets? Do they want just the standard blue chip crypto? What are they interested in? Yeah, I yeah. mean, um, I'm sure you can yeah, too. I can jump into this. Um, so right now we, we, we offer crypto. We originally set out to offer stock, to be honest. And really? so we oh. we started from the very beginning with, with crypto, looking into those kinds of things. And then as we got into it, we... we we were worried about some of those exact concerns. And so we went down the uh, the stock route and it was actually Y Combinator that said, you should go back. You should go back to crypto. A lot of red tape. <clears throat> yeah. But the interesting a lot thing is of red yeah. your application from the regulatory standpoint that mm -hmm. I know doesn't really cross any red lines of yeah. regulatory red, red tape at all because it's simply just enabling users to purchase yeah. and then sell in taxes yeah. and you're, you're handling all of that according to... Yeah, yeah, so we actually started the process of filing our form ADV, had it sent out, and had a response back from the SEC with, saying the exact same thing. That yeah. it looks like you're not really doing investment advisory. Yeah, uh, really, because they they see that you know using your spending is kind of self directed. Yeah, and we have a set portfolio to kind of go back to your question on the how we select the assets. So we have a set portfolio for all of our users. Yeah. Right? So you don't go in and self-select which assets you're you're using with soon. Now there's there's a ton of other platforms out there where you can go and speculate on the market and, and try different things. That's not necessarily where we want to be. We may allow some of those features in the future sure. a little bit more flexibility for the power user. But um, part of the reason is because we know what works well in our algorithm because we've done thousands of tests and modeling. And there's really two main things that work really well. Um, in our algorithm, the first being volatility, short-term volatility. So big spikes over short periods of time, right? That's the first thing. The second thing is non-correlation. Yeah. So we're running a lot of models to figure out which cryptocurrencies yeah. tend to not do exactly the same thing as Bitcoin. Yeah. And so we look at those two things and some other things we look at as well, but those are the yeah. main two things we look at. And so there's some, there's some proprietary um, aspects of the way that we build those um, portfolios and it's just it's a set portfolio so you go in 
you're just deciding how much money you you want to put in. Yeah. So you're not just you're not doing all this research and learning about all the technical. I mean, it's really it's really um, overwhelming when people get in and like try to understand all the complexities of of, of crypto and try to figure out what should I be investing in. Um, because to really feel confident in knowing like, oh, I shouldn't put my money in this or hodl in this, yeah. then you really need to research it and understand what it is. And that's hard. So we're kind of, you know, we're taking that off of the, the users. Um, they don't have to do that with soon. And we found that, like we kind of mentioned before, it's the vast majority, like 80% who haven't invested yet, right? Yeah. And so and so a lot of a lot of companies in our space are trying to serve that two, three, four percent that are like power speculators, right? So the, the DeFi degen, that's what I like. Yeah, to yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And that's and that's great. Yeah. And we love we love those people. We've yeah. done some of that ourselves. They have a lot of volume, those people. They, they do. Yeah. They, they have a lot of volume. But it's like, you know, in, in a sense, um, you know, like Robinhood kind of said like, hey, we're going to go and, and serve people who can't a- access this stuff. And, and, and so, you know, we're kind of saying, not in the same way, but Kind of saying like, look, there's the bigger group of people who need help, who need something that that is easier, or even like just a, a, a you know, the baby steps, like a first yeah. step into crypto that doesn't require all these things. We have a, a lot of users, by the way, who are still speculating. They yeah. still do that on the side, but they're also using Soon, so they, they they like having this 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 side automation tool. They set it up and forget it. Yeah, and it just runs. Well, this yeah. is such an incredible on-ramping tool too, because yeah. like with Robinhood, you yeah. can or other tools, for example, you can they help you on-ramp into the market. Mm-hmm. But you are mm-hmm. inviting me to stay. Yeah. There's plenty of reasons to stay with your platform because of all the services and benefit that I get. Yeah, that's actually yeah. a really good point. And so th- the goal is to be able to support. I mean, obviously everybody, especially those who haven't jumped into it, and and that's what we've seen work so far. With with soon right now, you make it a, you, you set up your account, and that means just verify your identity and a handful of other things, and make a deposit, and then all you do is watch it work for you, and yeah. it, it goes to work for you essentially. The nice thing about that is that you don't have to worry about all of like which which cryptocurrency should I buy, yeah. which which one should I sell, when to buy, when to sell, all those kinds of concerns, and we do allow power users to jump in, but instead of tweaking that speculative stuff. They're they're tweaking things like well how much do I want to reinvest how much uh, how uh, uh, how much do I want withdrawn do I want it withdrawn do I want it to to build over time what about my taxes how much mm-hmm. should I set aside do I want to turn any any of those features off those are the kind of things that we allow um, users to to jump into. Do you guys ever do you end, do you ever end up so one of the things I'm thinking about is these new users coming in these new crypto users in general, right? Yeah. That are being exposed to this for the first time. I would be curious to see what effect it would have on them if, you know, at the end of the month they got to know which which things made them money. You know, just yeah. so it's like they're they're a little more aware mm-hmm. that the market's moving and like, oh yeah, Pepe coin went up 138. <laughs> uh, it was awesome. Coin. You know, like whatever it is that they're doing. I I it's just I'm curious about exposing yeah. them to that part of the market without yes. actually giving them 
the ability to toggle the dials. Yeah, you're getting me super excited right now. I'm <laughs> glad that you're asking these questions because we're, we're going down the same route. And I'll be completely honest, there's more that we need to do in this space. But we, we already yeah. do show this. When, when you get a liquidation, you can go into the liquidation and see exactly what sold. We're, we're, we're making sure that like on the dashboard, you can see which ones that you had, you made the most on our, on our analytics dashboard that the user can see. But I really like the idea of starting to slowly help them understand, okay, this is, this is what, what the benefit is. Uh, th these are the assets that you're benefiting from. This is why you're benefiting from them. Perhaps providing a little bit of news or education around that so they can slowly start to understand more about what's, what it's doing. Yeah, I think like obviously there's so many things that we want to do to improve our product and and to be to be just really, you know, um, real like we're, we're a startup and there's still there are aspects of our product or user experience that are not working well yet or they're not nearly as good as they could be. And so that's one of the reasons we're we're, you know, we're raising money right now on on Republic and our crowdfund mm -hmm. um, because okay. we, we want to enhance our ability to um, uh, not just grow, but also improve the user experience and and gather feedback. We've been getting a lot of feedback from our users. Um, and one, one thing that we have found is that, you know, it's funny because when, when you're early on as a startup, you get people who are just super passionate. They're early adopters that really love the idea. But at the same time, there's a little bit of frustration because they can see that like, Correct. hey, this is really cool. I love the promise. I love most of what I'm seeing. But dude, this this part sucks right here. You got to fix this. <laughs> and they're yeah. not ashamed so to tell you that. No, no. <laughs> yeah. You, you definitely get the they feedback. They make it their life yeah. mission. I need <laughs> yes. them to know. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, to, to be honest with you, it's like, it's great, you know, and, and it's and it's like it's a, part of you wants to be like, Look, dude, if you just knew how much we have to be doing here as a startup, all the crap we have to deal with. All the hats we have to wear. Oh my yeah. gosh. If yeah. you knew all of the all of the details that underline that little tiny button or that little tiny feature <laughs> that you're asking for, like, but it's like it, it's it's fine. You know, like, they, they could never know like what what actually is going on behind. Um and but we're, you know, we're excited to 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 be um, to be growing in this way and, and, and raising on Republic. Part of the reason we raised on Republic is because, you know, first of all, they're they're the best crowdfunding platform oh, in the yes. world in terms of volume. You know? yeah. yeah, but they also they're very very careful about who they select. You yes. know, you look at some of those pl other platforms and it's like there may be hundreds of other offerings at any given time. And the quality of the offerings is much much yes. lower. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. They 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 actually you know getting into Y Combinator you have to do a lot. There's a lot of, um, they put you through some rigor to kind of weed out some of the companies. Um, Republic was not easy. Like there was a lot that we had to do to get in it. Um, maybe even harder than Y Combinator. And um, I think like, I think at this right now, there's like 30 um, companies that are on Republic right now. So yeah. there's when only I, a few crypto companies as well. Just check, so. you're the top trending crypto on Yes, yes we are. Yeah. Yes, and We already blew past our minimum raise. You already, yep. yep, you already, yeah. yeah. Congratulations yeah. on that. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Thank and you. how long did that take to get? Uh, two days. <laughs> two days. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. We still have two full months to you run still, the crowdfund. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Well, but it's like we we wanted to, to you know we we love partnering with 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 um, other entities that give validation to what we're doing and yeah. people can see it and say you know we trust that. Yeah. Um. But but the the investors that we're getting off of Republic have given us a lot of great feedback as well. Yeah. And um and, and they're becoming customers as well. And so that that's mm -hmm. that's exciting for us. Um 
but yeah, we're we're a little over, a little around halfway to the the max. Um, uh, so definitely, if people want to invest, they still can. Yeah, um, we still have some time, but uh, it's it's filling up very fast. So it, yeah. there may not be a lot of time. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we're we're on a on a path now, and we have momentum, and and we're getting a lot of customer feedback now, um, and we're excited. Like, there's so yeah. many things we want to do with our product that we can do with our product. Um, and so the next, you know, next year or so is going to be pretty, pretty fun. Yeah. And so, or go ahead, Um, um Well, uh, if it's on topics, yeah, I'm about to shift. <laughs> oh, my, uh, so with this next round, what's the main yeah. goals and initiatives? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much we want to expose about what's coming in our product. Um, all the magical things. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously we would love, right now we only serve the U.S. and we would love to expand outside yeah. of the U.S. Um, we, we definitely have um, thought about, um, you know, should we uh, continue to offer something in, in addition to crypto, like maybe stocks. Sorry, I keep like drifting away from like, um, like maybe stocks or other assets. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, and maybe at some point we could offer a debit card, things like that. Um, that's more integrated into our platform. These are just these are just thoughts, but I think, you know, the 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 biggest goal for us is um, to get our product in a lot of people's hands because we know it can help them, and 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 improve their their financial life. Like, and and this is you know one of the one of the things that is really unique to Soon with with most investment um, options. It's obviously it's emotional and everything, but for for a lot of them it's long term. You, you're hodling or you're speculating. And so you're taking a very small percentage of your net worth. You're putting it in there and hoping it grows over time. But soon, and this is kind of what inspired the brand and our messaging and everything. Like soon is, is designed to give you more control that you can bring that value into your life in the near term, right? So we're calling it, we call it like lifestyle fintech. This is not like, hey, five or 20 or 30 years down the road. This is, hey, I... I've got some extra value in my account and that's going to help me to go to a concert next week or mm. to whatever, if I want to, or I can say, Hey, I want to push it out a little bit longer term. I can manage that for myself. But, um, but we're here to enable you in your life um, and, or, or at least um, s boost your life or give you um, help you, you know, so you have more financial choice in the near term. So that's what kind of inspires me. Yeah. Um, to yeah. continue doing this, like we have something that really works. Our algorithm performs and it, and it, it helps people and, um, and, and really finances is one of the biggest challenges in life that we deal with. So having money and, and, or having the ability to grow money, um, is so, so important. And, you know, we have something that can help with that. Yeah, I mean, the, and that's like he's saying, this is exactly what we're passionate about. We truly believe that soon can can help a lot of people. And there are two things that need to happen for that. One, people need to know that it exists. Yeah. And two, it needs to actually, the experience actually needs to make sense. And those yeah. are the two areas that we would like to focus on because right now, Soon's still a baby. The experience, I mean, we've been getting a lot of feedback. And like you said, the feedback sometimes comes in and loud. You, you have to make this change. And so we're, we're starting to understand what our users care about and what our users don't care about. And so we're adapting the experience and we'd like to use some of, like a, a, some of the finances to make sure that, that, we, that we adapt to that. But even more importantly, people need to know that we actually are available. 
people need to know that this is an option that they can use to potentially bring the, the this uh, lifestyle fintech into their lives. And so that's that's exactly what we're working on. So, yeah. um, tell me about your users. Who's who's your cust like? Who are your customers? Do you have? Do you work with businesses? looking at specific users, what, what are you doing? <laughs> we get that question a lot about businesses. We don't work with businesses yet, but it is something we fully intend to do because we've had a lot of people reach out and say, hey, I want, I want to set up a business account that uses this. But to, to answer your other question, there's a reason that we started with, with Republic or ran our crowdfund on Republic because a lot of those types of users are great first users. We yeah. feel like our first target audience would be people who have some money to like have some discretionary money to be able to invest and, and, and be able to see those benefits. And Republic is exactly that. There are people who invest in a lot of different things already. And so, and we've already seen some of that benefit. Yeah, and I think like, like every every company has their early adopter group and these are people that have probably, they enjoy trying out new things. But what's I think unique about us is we have a product that has the potential to serve anybody. Mm -hmm. And and that's really what we're after because how many people out there aren't investing? A, a huge portion of the population aren't investing at all. They're not planning for the future. Let either. alone crypto. Yeah, and let alone crypto. And have no idea of the tools that they can use, any exactly. strategies. Exactly. And they're yeah. likely, if they set out to, these because these are, these are problems that have been solved by you know, generations of time and people who looked at, looked at markets, the, the same thing happens in software development. If you try to approach a problem from a completely new perspective, you're often going to miss things that, that, have, that, that took years to find. Um, and so like, that's, that's one of the reasons that we wanted to create this is because we want to give a powerful tool that does all of these best practices in one place so they don't have to worry about missing things that they wouldn't have learned yeah. had they not well, bumped against it. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it like, I don't blame a lot of people for not investing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you have all these new exchanges and retail retail investors can go and throw their money all over the place. And it's almost like <laughs> you're throwing these people to the wolves because they have no experience and they don't know what they're doing yet, you know, and and I, that's, that's not necessarily the best path. Um, you know, I, I think, I think people need a solution that um, is, is made for, for them. Exactly. And, that's that's what I that's what we're providing. You know, we're 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 providing something that these these people don't really have a solution right now, and so we can kind of get them in and get comfortable with. Okay, this is something I can do. I'm going to go research a little bit more and learn a little bit more about other things because we'll never do all things uh, investing related, but we we are giving a core set of of tools. And really, what we're doing is we're taking tried and true sound investing principles, right? So dollar cost averaging. Um, uh, non, not over predicting or super, like heavy, heavy gambling type investing, right? Um, we're, 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 we're not, we're not, uh, you know, just putting all of your money into one asset at one point of time, we're spreading it out. Um, and, and, and then we're, we're not being greedy. Like we're, we're getting you out of the market as fast as we possibly can. Yeah. So, so that you're not as exposed to the ups and downs. It doesn't mean that people don't experience loss with soon. Of course they do. Like with any Every investing, there's risk, yeah. Yeah. of course. But um, we, we, are, we are taking things that have been known as good investing principles and we're combining them in a new way. Um, and we're, we're adding uh, an experience that is simpler you know, so even though we have a lot of improvement to do in the app, I, I, I feel 
um, really pleased with what we already have so far, the level of simplicity yeah. we provided. And and I think a lot of our customers see that and, and they're excited about that. So, And are you converting more traditional investors into their first time being exposed to crypto? Or are you converting more seasoned crypto mm-hmm. investors to getting out yeah. into a more reliable, less anxiety-thrilled journey? I've seen, so far, I've seen it split about yeah. right down the middle. That. That's, yeah. in, that's yeah. incredibly interesting. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting a, a pretty broad spectrum. I would say that more so it's people that tend to be comfortable with trying out new finance products that are interested mm-hmm. yeah. in finance in general. But I have good news. I have a building yeah. full of those guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, all, they're all here. Oh, that's funny. Well, cool. Um, Lastly, I mean, do you guys have anything that you want to talk about? Any any messaging or any announcements that you guys have that you want to get out there? Um, you know, I, I would say that uh, the, the biggest thing is, you know, we want to invite anybody to come and take a part of, of soon. Like we, 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 we're not just about, like, obviously we could have gone and raised from VCs, angels, um, but we really love the idea of building a family. We, we love the idea of building relationships that are long-term. And we want you to not just be a customer of Soon. We want you to be a part of our, of our company and our family. And so, um, and so that's the invite. You, know, you, can, you can go to Republic right now. It's right there on the homepage, like you said, republic.com. Um, and, uh, and, and you can go invest. The other thing is we would love for you to try out soon mm-hmm. and and then give us your feedback. Share with us what the experience was like for you. So that's also really easy. You can go to soon.app, S-O-O-N.app, and you can download the app right there. You can also go to the app stores and just search, search for like soon crypto um, or soon investing and we're, we'll pop right up and give it a shot. Um, if you're in the US, we, we serve um, almost every state in the US. Um, so it's very likely that, that you're um, able to use it. If you're not, if you're not in a place we can serve yet, just hang tight. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get there. Um, but you can follow our, our social channels and 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 learn you know more as we as we release some more updates on on how we progress there. Uh, but yeah, I mean we we really live and die by our our customers and their feedback. Um, so I think those are the two things that we would we would love to engage with people on. Ditto. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Well, did you have anything else? This has been awesome guys. I really appreciate it. Um, We'll, we'll try to throw some links into the, the Republic link for you guys. And we'll probably drop the soon.app link as well underneath. That sounds great. Um, We are, we're on everything right now, YouTube, Apple podcasts, Spotify. So we'll try to get, get it in all of those relevant places. But guys, I really appreciate you coming and talking to us today. Yeah, thank you very much for having us. This has been a blast. We should probably do this again. Uh, Are you guys going to be at Cryptopia? Yes. Uh, Yes, Yes. we'll be there. We're planning to be there. Let's have another chat while we're there. Let's do it. Awesome. Let's do it. We're going to be camped out in the uh, VIP lounge up top doing grabbing grabbing every (laughs) C-level person we can to come chat with us. Yeah, we'll be there too. Cool. For sure. And then if if you guys want any certain links in the description, Send them over yeah. to Dallin, yeah. and then we can perfect. Them to- okay, cool. yeah, I think those are the two. Public mm-hmm. and our website, really. Yeah. Uh, well, we could put links to the uh, app stores. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah we probably idea. could do that. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much, everyone. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll be back uh, sometime soon. Ha. <laughs> 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 we kind of went a little bit more. We usually don't. 
I don't know. Kit. Do you want to go product heavy or did you want to go? No, product heavy is important. We kind of pushed a little bit more like the, the anti-fragile stuff is a little bit better fit for the crypto yeah. world. Yeah. And yes, so that's definitely. why it's kind of cool. I don't know if we didn't talk about that before, Mike. I hope you're comfortable with that. But. Oh, I no, loved I, it. I thought that yeah. was okay. great. I thought that was a great segue. Mm-hmm. I think one one thing I really like about this whole idea is it's like it's invite me to invest, keep me, give me tools that help me invest that are and historically proven to do well. Mm-hmm. And then give me incentive to put in more money than I would any other platform because of the services that you offer. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. Is, you're speaking is, our language. Which is quite unique because like, yeah. I can't think of. Because yeah. like my main mentality is like I dump more money into my Schwab account. And I'm like, well, now I got to like, oh, it's complicated to get it out. And I don't yes. have any like real totally. reason. Because then like, yep. my main thing is like I have bucketed accounts. I have like short term, mm-hmm. midterm, yeah. long term. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, short term, like, highly liquid, but I mm-hmm. like still takes two or three days to liquidate and like all this stuff. And so, yep. but this isn't like, it's not watching my bank account and just being. Well, if you look at it, we, we think the whole industry is getting it wrong. Yeah. Everybody's getting it wrong. So, so most companies that are serving retail investors and helping them to invest in crypto are making money off of volume. Okay. Yes, so yeah. Coinbase, for example, yes. 86% of the revenue is transaction, is transaction which fees. incentivizes the wrong behavior. It's it's yeah. not what their product does. Yeah. Their product incentivizes small amounts, small deposits, infrequently, and hodling. Yes. And and so, but for us, because assets under management are also things. That's exactly. We're, we're a sweep important. account essentially. Like yeah. Like we have more features in addition mm-hmm. to that, but we we incentivize our user. And what we've seen with our users is. What will happen is they'll start off with a smaller amount, 100 bucks, yeah. 150 bucks a month. And then as they see the returns coming back, yeah. the deposits coming back, they bump it up. Totally. So we we make way more per user because we can generate more volume than any yeah. of our Because we make money on the on the actual movement of, of the funds. We're, the we're transfer yeah. of funds, the yeah. deposit of the funds. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a transaction fee to transfer. Yeah, there's a transaction, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, if you think about it, that's that's what users really want, especially the users who are hesitant yeah. to get into investing because it's a scary thing to take a chunk of your money and totally. put it away for a long time, yes. which is why yeah. I think a lot of people haven't invested. But if, if it's coming back to them and they see, oh yeah, I'm, I'm seeing the returns and I'm able to go and buy more groceries because of this, then, then yeah, they'll be yeah. more willing. And we've exactly. seen it happen. I've been a long-term fan of like, or like Bogopud's Navy portfolios. Mm-hmm. I use M1 Finance like early, early, early on. I think the bucket was highs yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. I really like those tools and that stuff. But yeah. yeah, for crypto, there hasn't really been something. There is nothing to my knowledge. I've seen some tools that for like dollar cost <coughs> averaging, and you can dollar cost average on Coinbase or yeah. whatever centralized exchange. But like nothing with this feature of like selling with it and also incentivizing me to put more in there. Yeah. Because like the drip thing is like so. I've never. I was like, wow. So it's drip in and. That's, that's just yeah. very, it's, very, very You know, it's interesting because, like, it sounds really simple. No, but when you get into... <laughs> no, when you try to do it manually, though. Yeah. yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's something so... super be, complex on yeah, the back end. Yeah. so tedious to do manually that it creates yeah. such a need for the right. service. Yeah, exactly. There's there's a lot of complexity as well in into the way that we're exiting, the way that we're managing your thresholds. Yeah. Like, it's... Um, as to how much you have, how much you gain is available or not. Yeah. Whether or not it is a gain. Um, also, when do you take losses? Those kinds of things. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a and and this has come from like 
literally thousands of simulations that we oh, that we yeah. built out. And Tens of thousands. Like, I mean, that's kind of taken you know, at least a third of the time just like worrying all the tax stuff. Yeah. Right? yeah. There's that, a lot of complexity did, there as well. It took yeah. us a long so, time. It's so tedious. Yeah. And so I remember when I first invested in Fundrise, I didn't put enough in. I ended up paying oh, yeah. more for filing each one of the, because they put me in all these different like, like series LLCs, and I had to file more just to pay for that. And I yeah. paid all of my gains mm. that entire year. Yeah. So you start to run into this problem where like there's <laughs> there's a buried entry that's expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, know, you need to put enough in to kind of get enough out. And yeah. I saw on your guys's like yeah. public it recommended like because you guys make good money if the people have 150 dollars going in, but that increases yeah. substantially as people increase their. It does. So you're looking at a little yes. bit more of a sophisticated investor, mm-hmm. but one that would be there is no tool to help you diversify this level of sophistication. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's there's some tools out there like Poloniex and a few others that have the ability, but it requires a lot of manual configuration. Totally. Yeah. And it takes and, and the other thing with configuration is you have to track it, you have to watch yeah. it, you have to and then you get emotional and you start and speculating. As soon as you get emotional, that's it breaks why down. I have an advisor because yep. I want to separate. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yep. So, exactly. This is funny because like I, I have like I usually put uh like 20% of mm-hmm. my income into crypto, but like he doesn't manage any of my crypto. Like he only manages my yeah. So I'll definitely be checking guys out. No, we, we've awesome. talked with a number of financial advisors. In fact, we had uh, a, a group invest in us early on. Um, mm-hmm. They're an advisory group. And a lot of financial advisors want our product. So this is one of yeah. the things we want to build. It's like yeah, a, there a was... back end for oh, that's incredible. FAs. Yeah. yeah. There was someone that we were talking to just just the other day who was like, "Yeah, you're, you're basically like doing my whole business." Yeah, and yeah. well, that's the same tools that they mm-hmm. have with Schwab because I know they're not mm-hmm. going in and out of my account. It's me and whoever else shares my risk tolerance. Like, yeah, they're going in and yeah. out of all of us at the same, yep. same trades. Yeah, so the way we see it is we've got a retail tool. Yeah. That's the first one we're coming out with. Yep. Yeah. Business will probably come next. And is the business and then financial advisors offering the same tool just for businesses and their accounts? Yeah. So there are some really exciting things that you can do on the business side as well. So not only do like not only can business businesses use this like a slush fund, but we've also had businesses say, well, what what if we were to set this up to automatically have some of the gains that we realize go directly into employee incentives? So like directly into bonuses. What is the additional incentive for a business? Yeah. Well, and then on top of that, you also have like the tax benefits too. So like if you are realizing your gains, stop like like say you have some level of a stop loss or something like that, you realize gains, you can take that off of your taxes from a corporate perspective yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 working on a deal right now with a guy who owns a, a, a merchant services platform, and what he wants to do is offer this as a service to his um, clients, um, basically for. For free, yeah, and then, um, and then the, and then he would match it. So, so he would take their earnings and he would do a match, almost a like a business four hundred one k. Yes, as a means of retention to his own clients. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's a cool. Yeah. Idea. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot. There's there's so many there's things. So much do, stuff. But we can do with this once we get it. What's what does going, the public so. take from you guys? I think it's like two or three percent. They take like some upfront. Not huge. They're actually better, I felt, because we talked with Seed Invest, we yeah, talked with yeah. WeFunder, yeah. and we liked Republic's Their terms better. Their quality is so much higher than mm-hmm. It really else. is. Yeah. yeah. And the yeah. people on Republic, too. Yeah, yeah so how does the investment on Republic work? Like, if I go drop three it's, grand or something, like... It's not accredited, right? You mean five You grand? don't, yeah, you don't... <laughs> <laughs> that was really clever. So you don't have to be accredited. You basically become Upsell. part of this SPV. Oh, then okay. just 
sits yeah, on the cap a, table. Yeah. Yes. It's a crowd safe? Yeah, it's a crowd safe. Yeah. So we can only raise up to 1.2 per year. That's what I thought. And yeah. only 5 million total. Mm-hmm. But um, you can do it as an LLC. You can do it as an individual. Yeah. Um, yeah, various different types of entities. CF, you could have done five million, but you have to do different regulatory types. Uh, so we are doing a. It, it is, is a, a reg CF. CF. But oh, you are right, yeah, but, but, yeah. but there's limit up to 1.2 per year. It's so you can raise up to five million total, but it's 1.2 per year. So we could That's do another crowdfund later. You, the Reg A, you yeah, can two, raise one, two, whatever you want. It's 50 yeah. to 75 million plus per year. Oh, is that what it is? Sheesh. Okay. Yeah. So I did. I raised for. Um, I had a fractional real estate mm-hmm. one that was like crypto. So basically, we took fractional real estate assets, put it. Um, and then ran it on like uh, basically a peer-to-peer marketplace. Um, yeah. And ran it on blockchain for it to be like totally transparent and automate everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we were looking, so we had to get, it, it was this constant battle of like, you go the fully regulated route, you basically lose all your money to like broker dealers, transfer mm-hmm. agents, and everyone there. But we could go up to like Reg A, and then we could get offer up to like $75 million fast on the platform. or. It was fight the battle and claim that you're not an investment vehicle. Yeah. Which is like even more scary and just say yeah. like, Oh yeah, this like fractional real estate you're buying is not considered security. Which yeah. is like a really hard yeah. battle to like yeah. Yeah. so yeah. Do you guys know uh Sahil from Gun uh Gun yeah. Road? Yeah, so he ran a, a reggae safe. I mean a reggae uh, yeah. crowdfund on on the Republic and they maxed out within like Hours. Seriously? Yeah. Holy hours. Crap. They they book, talk about his it. book is my favorite yeah. product. Book. He's 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 amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, got, I met him out in the, at the convoy event that they just recently had. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Are you your convoy investing in you? No, but uh, one of their kind of. So kind Scott of? Paul did. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Scott Paul's interesting. He wanted to write a check for us, but that when we were raising, his his check size was like twenty five k, and I was like, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. yeah. Like, yeah. He, I think he put a lot more of that into into Giddy. Yeah, yeah. he did. He put. He put He's, well, well he also carry. put all did of you, his attention into Giddy. They yeah. gave him a carry to do that stuff. Oh, really? Did they really? Yeah. No like, way. Like, do you know details on what that uh, means? I'm happy to say. But, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. But yeah, there's yeah. A, that was why he put mm. so much attention into that. It's interesting. That makes sense. Maybe yeah. we should give Scott a carry. <laughs> yeah. he, he hasn't put as much attention into us. We've kind of been like this. Yeah. Hidden thing in Utah for a while. I'm gonna show yeah. him this episode. We'll I, see what so, happens. Yeah, yeah. I went to Sahil's like book announcement when he ever launched his book yeah. at Convoy because we were chatting with him for a while. Yeah, we met some cool people there, but yeah, I've been. But yeah. Anyway, we couldn't get Sahil yeah. to invest in us. Maybe we'll be able to convince him. Yeah. Might come in the future. Might come in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Giddy, Giddy's done a good job. They they raised more than we did, and we also went through some crap where we. Had to pivot and everything. Well, and they've raised something like fifteen million or so yeah. at this point. That's interesting. Uh, we've not raised that much. We've I mean, raised what two point five. I talked yeah. with. Um, there was kind of like a bait and switch mentality what they did because they raised and then pivoted completely, mm. and like their investors were like, because we went, we we chatted with all of their investors to see if they wanted to invest in us. Sure. And we got like just they were absolutely. Or, and I was shocked when they raised again because I thought they were going to tank. Like I legitimately thought they weren't going 